Hello and welcome to the Think MHK podcast presented by the Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce. On this podcast, you will hear about a variety of local matters pertaining to the business community. You also hear from local business owners to hear their story and gain valuable business insights. Thanks for tuning in today. My co-host for our member spotlight segment is Charlotte Meisenheimer. Hey, Charlotte. Hey, Jason. So we have a really great guest today. We do. Jill Sherman, who is office manager at McCown Gordon, but also she is a member of our membership committee. Yes, and she has been since we started it, which was awesome. So, Jill, welcome to Think MHK. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you end up with McCown Gordon in Manhattan? Yeah, so I am really your typical, I came to K-State, this was never my final destination, and it may not be, but right now this is where I love, but I was in a career that I loved and I was ready for a change, so I reached out to some people in town that I really had some trusted relationships with, and it panned out, they reached out, asked for my resume, and before I knew it, I had an interview, and one day I was like, oh, I don't know much about construction, but here I am, and I couldn't ask for a better company to work for. Well, good, what's your hometown? Great Bend, Kansas. Came to K-State. Why did you decide to come to K-State? Well, um, <laughs> the plan was always to go to KU. I was born and raised at Jayhawk. Both of my parents are KU grads. And when we did the tours of both colleges, um, KU would not accept one or two of my classes that were maybe not the easiest and came to K-State and they're like, we'll take everything. So if I would have gone to KU, it would have been a three more years to graduate. K-State was two years and I would be able to graduate and finish out my degree and K-State won. When did McCown officially locate in Manhattan? The office was open about a year before I started. I started in 2015. And so when I started, there were only about six or seven people in our office. Um, we were overlooked the Blue Earth Plaza. And fast forward seven years, we are at 50 plus people. We've also spurred off another office in the Wichita area, and it's because of businesses in town, the relationships we've created that we've been able to build and grow, and which is really exciting, which, shameless plug, we are hiring right now. If anyone is interested, check our website, let me know. It's great to see how those relationships through the chamber, um, through the region, how we've been able to expand and grow and really, really succeed. And of course, we didn't really talk about it, but McCown Gordon is a construction company. Commercial construction. Okay. And so you've done a number of pretty significant projects here in the community. What are some of those? We have, yeah. The very first project we did, which spurred our office opening as the Flint Hills Discovery Center, um, was one of the first ones in town. We just finished the rec center um, projects at the middle schools and the middle school renovations. We're still working on the high school. Aggieville area, we're kind of working on the parking garage. So there's a lot of key areas in town that we've been able to have a piece of that development and growth and change. What made you decide to get involved with the Manhattan Chamber? Originally, my previous employer wasn't really an option. It was a very much so a, you need to go attend these events. And I'm going, well, I don't know anybody at these events. And the more I went, the more I got involved and knew people. It just created me joining some different, the diplomats, the um, chamber champions, member services. And it's really allowed me to get to know businesses that maybe our paths wouldn't have crossed otherwise. And I've created really great friendships um, through young professionals that 
I wouldn't have had those friends. And to this day, we're still friends. You said you didn't want to go because you didn't really know anybody when when you want to be included in the chamber. So what was your perception of the chamber? What was the chamber to you? I think back on that time, I was very young. And of course, attending those events, there were people in town that were very... I looked up to them. They were very successful business owners. Um, It was kind of uncomfortable because I was like, oh my gosh, can I be in the same room with these people? And, you know, as I started kind of, I would make one connection and another connection. It would just really kind of, this isn't so scary. Like it's it's not as scary as it it seems, but until you kind of step out of your shell and get to know other people, it was, you know, it was just a different experience for me. How has the chamber helped you grow in your profession? I would say one of the big ones is networking. Um, I very much so am an introvert, which sometimes surprises people because I'm I'm not afraid to talk to people that I know. But if I don't know you, I'm, I'm very much so on the outskirts of a conversation. And so I think it's helped me in that regard, but it's also helped me connect people. You know, I'll hear somebody say, oh, I really wish I knew so-and-so. And it, I know the person that I can connect them to because of the chamber. So I think that's been really neat for me. And it's also allowed me to grow in my leadership skills too, as I watch some of these other business owners and how they interact with people. It's helped me interact in my day-to-day as well. What are some of the programs that you have been involved in? You mentioned Hype or Young Professionals when you started, right? I was part of one of the original um, Young Professional members, I guess you could say. Um, I was also involved in Chamber Champions, um, the Diplomats. Tell me what Diplomats do. Diplomats, yeah, absolutely. So this one's kind of been fun for me because as a group, we really link arms with a brand new business member and walk them through their first year of being a chamber member. What does that look like? Hey, I'm going to chamber after hours tonight. Why don't you come and I'll introduce you to some people or, you know, this event's coming up. Have you thought about attending or, you know, what's important to you? What types of learning programming could the chamber provide? And kind of being able, once again, to kind of connect to those pieces. But it's also kind of fun to see their success kind of be your success a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to take credit for it, but, you know, it's fun to see them kind of, you know, step into that room of after hours that you've maybe not been in before. And then a year later, they're working the room just like it was nothing. So obviously you've had a variety of experiences with the chamber. What are some of your favorite? I would say Leaders Retreat is probably one of my favorites, more so for the networking, because you get to see people in a little more relaxed atmosphere than you do in the day-to-day type of programming that we do. But also the young professionals, because that's where I met a really great group of my friends that I said earlier, I would not have been friends with them if it hadn't been for young professionals. Going back to the Leaders Retreat. Is there something about it being not in the community that makes it that way? Or is it just the event itself, do you think? I think when people step away from their desks and aren't, they don't have that temptation of, my office is five minutes from here, something just happened and I need to go help with it. it you you kind of disconnect. Um, and if we could figure out how to 100% do that in Manhattan, I think we could create the exact same thing in Manhattan. Um, so it's just changing the mindset of I need to step away. The phone needs to like put it away and just really engage and have that same atmosphere. Um, you've been on the membership committee a while. Talk about maybe and maybe Charlotte can chime in. But what exactly is the membership committee? What, what are they responsible for? 
from my eyes, I kind of see it as what can we do to help the businesses? What are ways that we can help get them involved? What's programming that we can help involve them with? And, you know, as we come out of the pandemic, what are people comfortable with? We've had a lot of conversations of, do we have this in person? Do we still do virtual? Do we try something different? You know, there's been a lot of things that we, we kind of test and talk through before the chamber staff goes, okay, I, I think we're going to hit the go button and we're going to try this out. So I really see that as a, you know, how do we continue to engage the members and really show them what their investment, what the chamber does for them. And we call it membership committee, but it's really more of a member services committee, would you say, Charlotte? I mean, it's, it, you really talk a lot about what we can do to make it more valuable to the members to, as part of that. And we do, we also do prospecting and we do some other things like that, but, but there is an awful lot of discussion about return on investment and how to improve that. Right. And then I think the other portion um, we talk about a lot is how do we, so maybe a business owner is involved. How do we get that individual to include their whole office sometimes or their whole business or what would be beneficial to them um, in that aspect. And I think um, what I'm starting to notice is I'm getting more and more emails from business owners that have said, hey, I need to add so-and-so and -and so-and-so to our listing so they're getting communication. And to me, I think that's a win, right? And so the word's starting to get out of, you know, it's okay. Or we'll ask, like, how how do you share information, you know, with your with your people. Oh, I pass the email around or, you know, whatever the case might be. But I think we're also doing a better job of encouraging employees to ask that it's okay to ask your supervisor or your owner, like, you know, what is this program? Or I'd really like to attend that. And and I think they might be really surprised of the response from, from their supervisor. And Jill, you can probably speak to that a little bit, just even um, in your environment, if somebody came to you and said, hey, I'd really like to attend Women in Business. And you'd be like, okay, great, right? I mean, yeah. it's not like a, nope, what are you thinking? Yeah. How can we clear the calendar and let you, let you do that? So. so what would you tell someone who was thinking of joining the chamber? I would say you're not going to know until you do it, but step out of your comfort zone. I think a lot of times we are nervous about new things and we're not sure what what am I going to get from that, but just really diving in, linking arms with your diplomat. You've got somebody that's going to walk you through that first year. Embrace that. Attend the events. Get to know people because you may end up with a great group of friends just like I did. Those are good answers. Um, So, Jill, we have on our member spotlight a segment that we call Rapid Fire. And uh, Charlotte's going to ask a series of questions. So do you think you're ready and you think you can handle this? I can do it. Something people often find surprising about you. Well, spoiler alert, I already told you I'm a KU fan um, in addition to K-State. My my closet has moved more from red and blue to more purple, but the red and blue is still in my closet. I have dual fanship, too. It's it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Not not of KU, just to clarify. But Well, at least mine's a Kansas school. That's a good point. Best piece of advice you ever received. Do you want to die on that hill? Which sounds very aggressive, but really thinking about... Is it worth it? Is it worth it to get all tied up in a knot over or is it okay to let some things go? What is your guilty pleasure? Cheesecake. Favorite flavor? Usually plain with strawberries. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Hallmark Christmas movies. What is something that you always travel with? A good book. What are you reading now? I am in the process of reading three books right now, but my, my favorite author is Karen Kingsbury. Love her books. 
Favorite snack? Peanut M&M's. Mmm, favorite ice cream? Chocolate chip, but it has to be Brahms. So, hint, hint, Brahms, please come. (laughs) Where's the closest Brahms? I don't even know. Salina. Biggest lesson the pandemic taught you? It's okay not to do all the things. Who is someone you look up to? My parents. Okay, great answer. Texting or talking? Talking. What is your favorite business book? Dale Carnegie's How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. Gordon Hibbard would be very proud. Well, I just finished the class. So I am a graduate of Dale Carnegie. Um, Congratulations. And so that was my favorite. We had, we read three books during the class and I actually really enjoyed that one. Well, Jill, thank you so much for all that you do for us Mm -hmm. and uh, your leadership on the membership committee. And thank you for joining us on the Think MHK podcast. Thanks for having me. It's great. Thanks for listening to this episode of Think MHK, a podcast produced by the Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce. If you enjoyed the Think MHK podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe and share it out on your social media channels. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at the Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce.